0: Okay, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work, but I figured I'll I'll give it a go. Um, This is Shambles Constant. Um, Thank you so much for joining me for Somewhere in the Hooniverse. And uh, this is just going to be a little show chronicling um, my marathon that I've just started. Going through the series of Doctor Who. Um, I could get all presumptuous and say that I'm going to cover the entire series chronologically from, you know, William Hartnell in 1963 all the way up to going into um, the uh, 60th anniversary specials uh, with David Tennant and then. Shudy Gatwa as the doctor uh, here now in 2023. But I don't know if that's going to happen because it's a, really a lofty goal if you think about it. But And I've been wanting to do a review show on something for a really long time. It's something that nags at me and I keep it, you know. I'll decide not to do it and then few months later I'll be like well maybe I could uh, yeah I could sort of you know and uh, I'm like you know what I'm just gonna (laughs) I'm just gonna try to record one and we'll see what happens and part of what was bothering me about it I think I think maybe I finally cracked the code uh, is uh, thinking you know I have to be all-inclusive when I'm talking about these, these old episodes and, you know, bring up every aspect of, like, the production and the storyline and the character development. You know, and, I mean, some of that will come up, but I need to uh, not put that kind of pressure on myself. Just pick up the recorder and press record and start talking about what I watched and you know just do a kind of a, a impromptu monologue about it and see what happens you know and then you know decide what I as I'm talking decide what I thought about the story that I'm talking about because right now I'm planning it so that each episode of this show somewhere in the Hooniverse um, I discuss. A full Doctor Who story, or back in the you know back in the classic era, they did you know serials where they were between two and like twelve uh, half-hour episodes. Usually, they'd run about four episodes to six episodes. Um, more, more often than not, four was kind of the Four kind of feels like the optimum usually for an old style Doctor Who story, Um, and but you know I mean, and I was thinking at first that I would have to make them all like a certain length, all the show a certain length, but I don't think I need to do that. I'll, I'll just say as much as I have to say about the story and if I talk for five minutes and say I was bored all the way through (laughs) just give it an arbitrary you know two out of ten rating because I'm gonna try to give these these up these stories ratings you know that's fine if I cover it over the course of like a week and the somewhere in the Hooniverse episode runs like three hours that's fine I just don't want to put expectations on myself and because um, that's gonna be the quickest way to burn out I want to make it fun so that's where it's standing right now and this episode will be about the very first Doctor Who story an unearthly child um, they did an original pilot episode which was never broadcast and wasn't released until much later and then they kind of scrapped that pilot and redid the whole thing rewrote certain scenes performed it differently and you know that resulted in the broadcast version and it was an what we know now is an unearthly child at the time it was just each episode had its own oh there's a Child inside that house that's not happy. (laughs) There's some drama going on in that house. (laughs) Let's walk quickly away. Um, And I'm doing this uh, on my morning walk, my morning break from work. I'm working from home, and I just thought. It's so going to be a nice little break in the day. I'll just start this out. And I, I don't think I'm going to get through the whole thing just in this little 15-minute walk. But I'll get it started. And then I'll record more of it later today. Because um, I watched an, an unearthly child actually a few weeks ago with the expectation of doing this. And um, I'm kind of just getting around to it. So... But, uh, you know, um, I've done Dr. Who marathons in the past. I did one. um, A group of us on the forum, the gallifrey base forum, did one called the Napier Marathon way back in 2009. 2008, 2009, in there. And it was because Dr. Who was only... Was kind of on not really hiatus because they had a few specials over the course of the year. They had like four or five um, specials at the end of David Tennant's era. David Tennant's first era, <laughs> I'll say. And um, so, you know, a bunch of us, I don't know, I think it's about 30 or 40 of us or something like that. Um, you know, got through, like I, got, I ended up getting through the whole thing, but it took me longer than the scheduled time like a I think I was still doing it about three months after everybody else was done but you know got through and it went from Hartnell Unearthly Child from the very beginning up to what at the time was the most recent which was Matt Smith's first season as a doctor so it was like 2008 to through 2010 and it was all calendared out and you know like each day we would post or every few days we would post um, be covering a couple of episodes per day or whatever that kind of thing and it was a lot of fun and I've tried to do that on my own in the years since and I've never completed it so I might not complete this either but um, I mean it was fun just you know you had other people on the internet who were kind of doing the same project and going through the the same episodes and we were all talking them out talking about them and stuff i'm going to sit down for just a minute and then i'll have to go back oh um and um, like i said it was just a lot of fun and and uh i can still look back at those old posts on the on that uh forum and see the reviews that I wrote back you know, in that, at that time. And I'm curious to see what opinions of mine have changed since then. And I want to just log it into, um, something I've done, I've done some written reviews, um, but I I think I'll have more patience for this, (laughs) for doing the, um, the audio version of it, just kind of talking off the top of my head. You know and I mean Doctor Who's always been a very important thing in my life um, like I haven't always you know followed it on a regular basis like i have taking gaps like you know when I was a teenager and um, I kind of lost interest and that was just, well that was when the show got canceled originally and you know so I had a couple of years there where I didn't watch hardly any of it at all and then um, started watching them on PBS. Um, but I originally started watching it when I was like 8, which was in 1983. Um, shortly before the 20th anniversary. So, 40 years. 40 years of being a Doctor Who fan, off and on. Mostly on. You know, and I've got a ton of useless trivia and knowledge in my head. <laughs> and i got all these opinions. And... Maybe they should be documented. They should go somewhere, you know. I also had thought about doing like a Star Trek one. I haven't seen nearly as much Star Trek, so I'm not ruling that out. I could I could still end up doing a Star Trek one at some point. Maybe maybe I'll uh, alternate it with this. Like maybe I'll do a couple seasons of Doctor Who. Then do like a Star Trek classic series, original series. And then, you know, back to Doctor Who for the rest of Hartnell. And then do like, uh, you know, some like Next Generation. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm keeping it loose. I'm keeping it kind of open right now. And uh, so, oh, I have just a minute and I have to go back. It's a really nice day though. But uh, very quickly, Doctor Who... And if you don't know what I'm talking about, these, these episodes, these review episodes will be spoilery. I'm not gonna like, I, I won't go into tremendous detail because I'm not going to like describe every aspect of the plot and all that stuff. But, um, I, I'm also not going to shy away from talking about like how the story concludes or, you know, this, this happened or, oh my God. So just know that when you're listening to this show, um it'll be spoilery and you you know it, it might be fun if you watch the the episode or the story and then listen to this that might be that might be uh exciting for you <laughs> but uh yeah this might this might be a longer one than some of them will be because uh i'm just establishing it now and i'm just kind of giving you this background and This is kind of what I'm thinking of doing, and we'll see how it goes. And also, I'm not ruling anything out. Like, probably what I'll do is I'll do a season, and then I'll do an episode where I do like kind of a retrospective, and I'll be talking about the season and what I thought was, you know, worked and didn't work, you know, at that as up up to that point, and at the end of each doctor, because there's a lot of doctors. You know we're going into the fourteenth, and there are others that were not technically numbered, but uh, we'll get into that. But um, it, you know, at the end of each doctor, I'll also do like a like a William Hartnell retrospective or a Patrick Troughton retrospective, and I'm just I just want to have fun with it, really. I just want to have fun with this little project, and um, this is kind of where my head is right now. Um, I might do some other stuff. Uh, I've taken a bit of a a radio vacation, um, as as Frank Edward Nora calls it. Um, And uh, I, I might do some more Bumper Chain Cosmic. Maybe some Radio Free Shambles, although I think that this show will probably fulfill that function as well. Like... You know, if I if I'm going to go on a road trip and I decide to record, I might just combine that with, you know, talking about say uh, the Aztecs or something. <laughs> you know, um, and that's that's just kind of how this this is going to go. But this this is kind of the main project at the moment. So, all right, I better walk back. I'm going to be late. You know, logging back in. As if anybody knows, notices, or cares. <laughs> you know? But, uh, um, and we'll just see where it goes. And also, I'm not ruling out something like, well, new episodes, sp- there's supposed to be three specials in November, you know, like three months basically from now, starring David Tennant. Um, sorry if that's a spoiler. <laughs> News has been uh, all over the place, so I, I think that's fine. Um, and he, he's playing the 14th Doctor not the 10th, for some reason, the doctor, when, um, when the doctor played by Jodie Whittaker regenerates, she turns back into David Tennant only in, in a new incarnation. And it's like, what? 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 You know, um, but Doctor Who, <laughs> I should say this now, 15 minutes in, um, Doctor Who is a, ongoing british bbc series about a time traveler from another planet um, who can change their form who lives extremely long lives um, and uh, travels in a ship called the TARDIS short for uh, time and relative dimension in space and it can go anywhere in time and space although they they often Cannot control <laughs> their destination. Um, they they can change form into um, a different looking person, different personality. Uh, you can even change gender, which has been controversial um, in certain corners of fandom. And uh, they they always travel with. Uh, you know, uh, companions, like people from um, Earth usually, but sometimes other planets and other times. But it's usually people from the contemporary time that the show is being made, basically. (laughs) Um, Or maybe a year or two ahead of it, you know. And it's about the ongoing adventures. It went for 26 years and then was canceled. And then there was a lot of, uh, you know, extended media, like, there was a lot of, like, books and audio adventures and comics and all this stuff to where Doctor Who has never really died, and it's not going to die. <laughs> I say. Oh, well, those kids must have stopped yelling. But then it was revived and brought back in 2005, and it's been going ever since um sometimes there'll be gap years um where there's not very much doctor who comes out it might just be like a christmas special or something but you know it's still going and it's extremely popular so um And uh, so it, the the series opens up, where there's a young girl named Susan Foreman, and two of her school teachers don't know what to make of her. They don't understand why she seems to be extremely intelligent in some areas and just really dumb in others. <laughs> like she doesn't know how many shillings make a pound, which you know. She should have known at that era, you know, in Britain, the 60s and, and it's, it's set in the year 1963. And, uh, so that's where we'll, that's where we'll pick it up when I return. <laughs> Hear that? Is that an ice cream truck. Let's go find the ice cream truck. It was the entertainer Scott Joplin but it was like a I think there's an ice cream truck in the neighborhood all right see if I can find it I don't actually want any ice cream I just want to see if I can find the truck Or am I just hearing things and like I'll play back the recording and be like I don't hear a damn I don't hear any music at all. I just don't know. Now I don't hear it. Uh, Anyway, okay. So, it's later now. It's uh, afternoon, and I'm taking my afternoon walk. And, uh, where the hell did it go? Now I feel like I was hearing things. But um anyway, so just to talk a little more about an early child, that's a hard title to say. There are certain Doctor Who stories that have very difficult titles. Okay, you hear that, right? That's definitely... <laughs> there was a time, there was one time when... My daughter Jackie was little and uh, we heard the ice cream truck and we went on foot trying to track it down. All of the neighborhood never could find the damn thing. So we ended up going to like uh, Dairy Queen or something instead to get some ice cream because by then we really wanted ice cream we couldn't get any. So like in a way the <laughs> ice cream truck was doing advertising for Dairy Queen. That was a good time. That was a brilliant business move. So, I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, an unearthly child is a different difficult title to say. Hello. This is going to be one of those weird, (laughs) I don't even know if I can do this now. Okay, okay. Like there's a Doctor Who story called the Deadly Assassin. Which is a redundant title, but anyway, an unearthly child. As um, I said earlier, it's, it's set in November of 1963, and uh, you know this girl, Susan. Um, her teachers, Ian and Barbara, are uh, questioning what do we what do we do with with, with her. We just hand the class over to her or what do we do i don't know and uh they're trying to figure out a, you know if she's okay <laughs> is she in danger is there something that they need and then they end up tracking her down um in this junkyard where she's listed her address as 76 totter lane and there's nothing there except this junkyard so they go there late at night and uh, you know just to Well, long story short her grandfather is a time traveler called the doctor and he's an old man and he's cranky and he doesn't you know once they've seen him and they end up in his ship which is bigger inside than out he doesn't want to let them out he wants to take him take them with him because you know he finds it dangerous to think of them with a knowledge of a time machine and to be in England in 1963 they'd be going around telling everybody about this time machine and then God knows what would happen when really he's just uh, being a little bit uh, you know extra uh, cautious there is like a little overly so Because they would just, everybody would just think that they were crazy, and that'd be it. So they take off and go back to, uh, they end up in a stone age. (laughs) And hilarity ensues. Um, the review of the story that I have, um, it's a great start. It's a great start to the, the series, you know. Um, it launched it very well. It actually, uh... The pilot that wasn't broadcast is is very interesting to watch. And, you know, to compare the two. The original pilot half-hour episode with the one that ended up being broadcast. They changed some things. Like, originally, they had Susan saying that she was born in the 49th century. And then they changed that to born in another time, another world. So they made it a little more nonspecific. Um to give the Doctor and Susan some mystery, you know? And the Doctor is portrayed by William Hartnell and uh he plays him as a as this cranky dude, this cranky old man that's uh you know, I really like that he's him a bit of a sinister aspect, and actually they Toned that down a little bit after the original broadcast. Um, you know, or, not the, the original pilot episode that wasn't transmitted. But, uh, just to go into it here <laughs> the, the nature of the story. Like that first episode, um, in just uh, 24 minutes, uh, which is the length of time that this episode has gone so far um it it is a great great piece of television you know um it's almost like almost like a twilight episode in a way you know um it's i mean it's not perfect you know no story is perfect but it really draws you in you know and uh it's, it's very easy to get caught up in it, like the, the magic, you know? Of like, uh, you know, Ian, uh, Ian Chesterton is this science teacher and, um, you know, he, he uh, he's very suspicious, um, you know, early on of, of the doctor and all that stuff. And Barbara seems to be a little, Barbara Wright, the uh, history teacher, seems to be a little more understanding of like, or not understand like be more um, accepting you know she's like she's like I don't know I just believe him. And like she just believes that it's true and Ian it takes him a lot more to to, to be persuaded that they've actually gone back in time but uh, Susan is played by Carol Ann Ford Um, and at first she was supposed to play the character as like this kind of Avengers type Um, that got changed a lot (laughs) um, in the course of you know the uh, you know production and all that kind of stuff but um, she was eventually Caroline Ford was not given as much Character development as she originally thought she was going to get. Which is, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, um, they made her more of a screamer, you know? Uh, you know, they would end up making her the character that would fall and like sprain her ankle, that kind of thing. You know, and like that would take her out of the action for a little while so they didn't have to figure out something for her to do. <laughs> um, Whereas originally they were gonna play up more of the uh, mysterious aspect of her character, you know? And uh, so anyway, but this is where I start getting out of breath because I'm walking too fast. Trying to get all this out, but (laughs) it's not quite working. Um, But what we know of the doctor and Susan in this first story is basically that they've, you know, they've run away from where they were from. And they are exiled. He says, you know, we're exiles, but we'll get back one day, you know, and there have been various different, uh, you know, accounts of why they left. There's a lot of different explanations, but Right now they're, you know, as of this point in the series, you just know that they're on the run basically. And they're, for some reason, (laughs) they've been living in England, 1963, for five months. And Susan's been in school. um, But uh, the doctor is not very happy there. He said he, he tolerates the century, the 20th century, but he doesn't enjoy it. So, <laughs> which is funny considering how much time he's gonna spend there in the future. So, <laughs> anyway, um, but, uh, oh, hang on. The, the script that was written by Anthony Coburn, and it's one of, I think, only like two scripts that he wrote for the series. And the other one was not produced. Um, But uh, it it does a great job of comparing Ian and Barbara, you know, in the present time, um, coming into contact with this, uh, you know, TARDIS and, you know, this whole concept of time and space travel and um, comparing that to, the, uh, the tribe that they end up seeing and visiting <laughs> and uh, all that kind of stuff um, in the distant past. Now it's uh, the the story has also been called 100,000 BC but uh, there's no direct evidence that that's when it takes place. It's just you know, I think it's their yearometer just says zero, <laughs> if I remember right. Also of interest, um, the TARDIS originally would change its shape to uh, blend in with the surroundings. And then in 1963, it appears as a police box, um, like a, which is like a telephone box for the police. <laughs> In the the 50s and 60s in England and uh, it gets stuck Um, the chameleon circuit which I don't even think it's called that in this um, gets stuck to where from then on the TARDIS appears as a police box so it gives you an easy frame of reference you know like you don't have to If you're watching a new episode, you're like, oh, there's a TARDIS, like, immediately you know. it's not something that's going to keep changing every story. I'm hearing it again. (laughs) Hearing that music. I swear I am. I'm not losing my mind. This story also does a great job of um, depicting how this little... Group of travelers um, starts was able to start working together um, to figure out what the hell's going on. You know, they're they're trying to get away from the the Stone Age people. Um, you know, apparently called the Tribe of Gum. Although again, I don't think that's actually mentioned in the story. But um, you know, and they're they're uh, dealing with. Um, this newcomer to the tribe and, um, who's trying to take it over and you know, who's, uh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna make fire. There, you know, the big, a lot of the big debate is over who's gonna make fire, which is, uh, they spend maybe a little too much time on that in the second episode. <laughs> it's like, that will not make fire <laughs> and all this stuff. And, uh, it's uh, it's very well done uh, in terms of uh, seeing that uh, initially Ian and Barbara are, are uh, you know, at odds with the Doctor. Um, he actually, arguably, almost uh, kills one of the uh, savage people so that he can escape and uh, they can get back to the TARDIS. But then he's like, "Oh, well, I was just trying to." Give him a rock to have him uh, draw a map <laughs> to get us back to the ship, you know. Um, and uh, there's a scene later on in it where, uh, you know, Ian, like somebody asks, who, you know, if Ian's the leader. And he's like, no, the doctor's the leader. Like, that's a big moment. And also uh, another big moment in it is uh, the Barbara had referred to Hope and then the doctor mentions it later. It's like... Like uh, you know, she referenced hope, and he's talking about how fear makes companions of all of us, and uh, which is an amazing scene. It's it's a really great scene. Um, so this is a really good opening story, Uh, and you know portions of the caveman episodes. Kind of drag a little bit but uh, this is one of those stories that each time I watch it I I like it a little bit more and I actually give it more grace you know um, and uh, it's it's good in that also that uh, the way it's depicted like I say um, they don't ever directly say where and when they are So in a way, it could be anywhere. I mean, we, you know, we're pretty sure that it's, you know, in prehistoric days. And of course you've got that great uh, cliffhanger at the end of episode one, where uh, the TARDIS has materialized on this landscape, just this barren landscape. And you see this shadow just trailing across it and the the shadow can be anything. And then the the credits roll with that, Iconic uh, theme music, and of course, when it gets to the second episode, no matter what that shadow was, it was going to be a disappointment in some way. <laughs> it was going to be like, oh, okay, because <laughs> there's something about the the mystery of it is so exciting that it cannot be, you know, like it, it's an inevitably going to be some kind of a letdown. <laughs> but. Still, it's a, it's a great story. And, um, Barbara played by Jacqueline Hill, um, has a scene in episode three that is very jarring and just also feels very real where she, Barbara is finally just like losing it. Like she's tried for like a full episode and a half to work out what's going on where she is. And finally, she just goes into panic mode for a few minutes. (laughs) She's just like, ah, you know, I gotta, I gotta get away. I gotta go, you know, and Ian has to calm her down and stuff. And even in this story, you know, Ian and Barbara, it's pretty easy to ship them, you know, and, uh, my feeling is that I'm pretty sure they ended up together, um, later on, but it's not definitively stated. So, um, character of the doctor in, in himself, it's the first doctor, although at, the, at that time nobody would have known, even the production team, that there would ever be a second doctor, third doctor, fourth on like that. You know, they would never have known that because that whole idea was not um, imagined until it came to a point a few years later where William Hartner was getting too ill to keep playing the role. And they were like, we're going to either stop the show or just write the character out and keep going somehow. Or what they did, which was to cast a new actor um, as a new version of the Doctor. And it carried on from there, which of course they could do because the character is an alien. And just because we didn't know that the character had regenerated, you know, had the ability to regenerate, you know they were able to add that later on. So, but he, William Hartnell plays him as, uh, you know, very very cranky, um, and kind of shifty. Like he's got, you know, he's, you know, he's always thinking, and he's always trying to figure out ways of pressing his advantage in something. And he he's he he sees himself as superior. Like he's above. Um, Ian and Barbara and um, the other other characters savages and stuff like that. Um, Although (laughs) being more intelligent than the the cavemen. Doesn't mean that he can't still be captured and they suddenly can. uh, You know have an advantage over him. So uh, it's just very interesting to see that dynamic, you know, where early on he's very he's very selfish he's very uh you know uh he just wants what he wants to do what he wants to do you know he wants to be uh in control and he doesn't want to let Ian and Barbara go back home because you know once he does then well like I said he believes that they're they're gonna somehow uh reveal his secrets that they're gonna change history and all that stuff and you know um or even just you know make them um a spectacle of of gossip or whatever which doesn't seem to make sense because like you know he could they could just leave so but there's a reason why they're there and according to some accounts at least so anyway i i i really like this one it's it's not my favorite um Sixties story or Hartnell story even, but um, it's a great start to the series and really draws you in and uh, um, As a rating I would I would give it an 8 out of 10 um, You know because because it's it's just it's a great start and um, really good uh, for the character development and everything and You know, seeing these characters um, develop their team and um, learn how to work together and so on. So, I give it an 8 out of 10. Um, The other things about this story, the first episode was originally broadcast the day after John F. Kennedy was shot. So, that's that's an interesting uh, little fun fact. A bit of history right there and then it was rebroadcast the following week because you know people were like all over the world were you know shocked by this you know what american president has been shot you know it's huge news so anyway yeah eight out of ten is what i would give this one and uh normally at the end of the episode i will do maybe a brief um summary of like you know so far this is the highest episode ranked or the lowest episode ranked and of course it's both because it's the only episode or the only story ranked so um, I will be back next time Um, the next story is a seven parter called the Daleks which introduces the uh, the uh, doctor's greatest foes Um, and since it's a seven parter it'll take me a little bit to get through I've, I've seen these first few stories many times but I want to give it another another full rewatch um, so that I can talk about it you know in a in a new light hopefully um, you now and we'll see we'll see if I like it more or less you know I definitely have um, some good and some not so good to say about it I, I already know but uh, I'll give it another full viewing so Anyway, thanks again for listening to this. Um, I'm going to get back to work, unfortunately. So, till next time, bye bye.